of the Akpejo, a community of young people coming together to tell our stories about our relationship with Jesus Christ and grow together in Christ. We aim to have conversations that would help us grow and deepen our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Once again, thank you for joining. I'm your host, Nifemi. Hey everyone, welcome to the Blurry Line Podcast. Uh, my name is Nifemi, and I'm your host. Um, on this on this episode of this podcast, I know we've kind of left it for a very long time. Sorry, guys. Um, we're going to go back to our mentorship segment where we have conversations with men on how we can try and work hand in hand to be able to raise godly men and create men that are supposed to set the standards of what men should look like in the society and be able to transfer the knowledge of God to all the men. And today, um, I have a very, I have a celebrity in the house, whoop, whoop, and I'm just going to hand over <laughs> to introduce himself. Yeah. yeah. Hello, fellow celebrities. We are all celebrated in Christ Jesus. <laughs> My name is Buddy Brown. To be here, happy to be on this platform. Hey, but day, thank you so much, man. You guys should go and stream Luku Luku um, on all your music platforms. Luku Luku is such a very. This is how when I listen to the song, is a song that come for me, and I'm, I don't know if that's what you intended when you were writing it. It's a song that for me it was just confirming God's God's love. That's like. And even if it was me telling God how much I want my eyes to be fixed on him, it was me seeing how much his eyes was fixed on me, how much oh, wow. picked me up consistently. And um, I am just looking and embraced by the love. Like, look, look who gets me in my feelings every time to so just be saying, like, my eyes are fixed on you. Um, I know that yeah. in you there's no more pain, there's no more struggle. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, oh, I'm in love. I mean, I just experience God's love and every time. So thank you so much for allowing wow. God to use you and um, releasing that tune for us. Thanks to God. So today um, we're going to talk about a topic that um, I've called facing pain and trouble, embracing pain and finding the light. And the reason why I kind of thought like this was a very important topic for us to discuss, especially as men, is because and we don't necessarily talk about the pains we go through. We don't have to talk about what it means to find the light. We don't have to talk about how how pain can be the season where God will expand and and tell the things that he wants to do and embrace and he will bring it into the light. And um, Stephen Fortick says it this way, which I love so much in a message I listened to. He says that in a period of famine, that's when God would show up. And he used so many examples in the Bible, and I'm going to use the first one that he used. Like, when the prodigal son left the father's oh. house, he had fun with the money, he spent the money, but it was at the time that there was famine that they remember that, yo, I have a very rich father. I can just go back to him and say, I want to be a slave. And oh. the, the events that happened after that was that he, he went back, but because of the love the father had for him and all of us, instead of, there was a big celebration for him. There was a feast. There was, um, there was joy. There was happiness that he had come back home after, but like, for him to be able to realize that he was going through a lot of pain. He literally was eating food from pigs. And there's so many people that, if you go to the Bible rather, that you see that it was at the point whereby they experienced pain, they embraced the pain that God is that God is trying to teach them through or the pain that they're going through at the moment and they're able to embrace life. And so I wanted to ask you that in your own experience, what does it mean for, in your own experience in your life, what does it mean for 
for you when someone says you need to be able to embrace pain and find light? Oh, embrace pain and find light. Yeah, so um, personally, I would acknowledge that um, the emotions and feelings that we possess in our body as human beings are there for a reason, yeah? Um, and this was the way how God taught me about this personally. And so I used to hear this thing about your emotions, don't do your emotions, don't do this. And it felt like it was ridiculing or really stripping emotions under the carpet like it was of no good, yeah? But the way God was able to um, explain it to me was that, um, so I was taking a, a, this was in Lagos, yeah, I was, I was, you know, going somewhere and I was pulled to the, um, you know, the descriptions, the streets, you know, that this is the street by which you know that this is where this thing is. This is Friday, Friday, after Friday, you know that you have Yaba. And you know that, okay, this road leads to so, 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 and so place. So those signals, those signposts are what direct you to that place. But that might not necessarily be your destination. But the fact that this signpost exists there tells you that, okay, this road can lead to this place. So take, for instance, pain. Do you understand? You feel pain at the moment. You know, that pain might lead you to a particular place, which is destruction or might lead you into glory so the choice is yours do you want to travel this road today if you apply this road pain will still be here do you get so this emotion of pain is necessary do you get um, and is it's not a bad thing in itself as we can see that um um it's for every evil that happens in the world today um god says that i mean the scripture in the bible was talking about how said the enemy came and sowed tears and then question went up like okay do we go and just rip out these things that the enemy has placed down? I was like no let us allow them to grow if not if you try to rip these ones out you might just break you know or spoil the actual plants or the vineyard that the master has produced which makes a lot of sense the same system the same pain was what the same bad in quotes or evil in quote was what God used to even bring salvation to us. I mean, the same, it was through the killing. I mean, killing is a sin, but then people had to kill Jesus. You know, he allowed that to happen for for there to be actual shedding of blood because it is in that shedding of blood, gone, 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 that, you know, the judgment of the innocent can be pronounced over its killer, over his or her killers. Just like in Abel. We see how Abel translated how the innocent blood of Abel was able to speak, you know, to the avengeance of, you know, Cain and stuff. But now the blood of Jesus is, the death had to happen so that we, it speaks to us um, eternal life. So we have no choice. Whatever the blood speaks, you know, it, we've accepted it because we were the ones that did the killing, the ones that sent this guy to his early grave. So now we see how these things, this, evil vices and so can still bring out the best in us like when you subject a boiling egg to heat the heat might be unfavorable but if you know heat time you know go get boiled egg chop do you get um you have famine you have um you have seasons basically i love the song by hill song so much really communicates how really communicates how that um there are different times you have to go through to really you know, really come to that point of being ripe. So in my own experiences, I would say I've been able to own it up that yes, and actually beat my chest and say, yes, I am going through this thing. Um, that's one thing to be very, very, very honest with yourself. Don't deny it. Don't sweep it under the carpet. Don't feel bad for you experiencing that pain. But it is in that pain, listen for what God will say, and God is alone is the light, man. So it is in listening that you get to really know, okay, what next to do? She gets. So, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really powerful because uh, there's, there's one thing you said that it's in, um, God, is, God is the light and it's in that pain that you would need to find the light. And um, 
I think for me, it's um, you, you when you started when you started talking, you were describing how much how it's you can either find destruction in the pain or you can either find light and and for me, like I, I think like that's two paramount, or two very important destinations that you can get to when you are going through a particular season in your mm-hmm. life, and you can either embrace. You can either embrace the darkness of the season, or you can embrace God, which is light, and it would help you light. It would it would light your path through that season. And but as men now, because one one of the few things I realized in in speaking to um, in speaking to men and even young boys is there is a there's a very low level of vulnerability in how we how we approach pain as men yeah. and. When I when I look at the when I look at the Bible, for example, and I want to use the story of Job, and Job Job was a man that was loved by God. Like, even if God allowed everything that happened to him, and we are at this point when everything was happening to him, we are lucky because we are taught part to the conversation, and we can see that oh, this was done for his purpose. But at the point, he lost everything in an instant, even his children, and we can see the point where job like if you read the chapter little after they told him his child his children had died in an earthquake he tore his clothes and became sober and started worshiping god at the moment and for me those are three those are three important and, and i've called them like significant actions to take and maybe not maybe not literally but like he tore his clothes he he realized that it was nothing. He humbled himself to the point like none of these things matter. Yeah. Then he became sober. He didn't ignore. He didn't ignore the fact that even if I trust God, but he allowed God to know how he was feeling from his heart. Yeah. He had lost everything. He had lost the children, but he also worshipped God. And if you read through the verse to the end point whereby he, to the point whereby he began to curse the day he was born. And for me, Job is a person that showed us, showed me how, how much vulnerability we can access as a human being when we, when we face pain. Because sometimes we don't, we don't understand it uh. at the moment we are going through it. We don't, we, don't, we don't get it. Like, what have I done? I have, I have tried to be the best person I can be. I have put all my effort into doing the work of God. Like, why, why should I go through this thing? So I wanted to ask you is, what I wanted to ask you is, so as, as men, and, and I'm not generalizing for all men, but like as, as some of the men I've interacted with, why do you think it's, it's difficult for us as Christians, as Christian men, to be able to be vulnerable with God and to be able to come to say, God, I am, I am going through, I said because God doesn't know, that we are going through a particular season of famine or we are going through a particular season of loss, but I am going through this pain and I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. Why do you think that we want to just keep it in the place and, and poise as strong? Do we think like God appreciates us when we come to him as strong or I am strong. I accept all of this and I can do it. Oh, it is God that is doing it. I accept it. I am, I am strong enough to undo it. Why do you think we, we try to keep this thing aside and we only want to show God the part of us that is strong? That's what I wanted to ask. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I can't take at the moment a sample space of like everybody or men generally, but I can to some extent of which this, I can say that societal pressure to which um, the a lot of expectation is placed on the male sex, yeah? And I think that is also peculiar to down here as Africans, yeah? And um, so I, I don't know how that translates into how they view God, she gets, um, but I just know that in relation generally in society men try to just bottle up like men are taught it's not a deliberate teaching yeah there's a way there's a way subtle comments have been made that begins to shape the way the man 
you know, views life. Let me give an instance. So a particular point in time, I went to stay with a particular people friend and um, the lady of the house, basically. Um, so I, I said, so we're coming back. I think we went out or something. We are coming back and I said, um, so I was wondering why she didn't do particular thing in the kitchen like she neglected the kitchen to the brother or something like she never really came down to the kitchen and i made that statement and she snapped she snapped like seriously snapped and i didn't understand why she get but i knew where that was coming from but then me i was like okay i now it was later on i figured out that the way the way i was brought up you know, she lived abroad, she gets so she definitely the ideology and the probably gender inequality to some extent are matching up with each other. But down here in Africa, in my mom is Igbo, she gets my mom brought me up and made statements like men don't go to port, she gets or made statements like, please, can you tell your sister to come to the kitchen? She's meant to be in the kitchen. Yeah. So these two statements now, she didn't directly teach me that men are supposed to be this way, but she has made these statements and then it has, you know, you can see how it made, formed an ideology in my head. I was able to now say that to that lady. Do you understand? So I feel like there are comments going on around, like our parents would have somehow in society that we can be able to see the subliminal or like see exactly what is going on, that men has been cultured to really bottle up stuff and not talk yet it's it's really it's really it's really unhealthy it's really it's really bad you get and um man honestly i can't say why but i can't say that i mean these are reasons or factors so you get societal pressures and oh yeah yeah so maybe i should just ask a broad question uh, which is how how do you think we should embrace the light when we are facing pain? Because okay, so sometimes it's difficult to, sorry, sorry, because sometimes it's difficult to, it's maybe not impossible, but like it's it's very difficult to see the light in, in a situation that is almost grim. So how do you think we should embrace light in a, in the period where we are facing pain? Okay. Um, for, scripture is very important scripture is for our own good you know all the words that jesus has spoken they are true they are life they are living so it takes faith you know to so not adhering to these words that would save you is you not wanting to save your life per se so i would say that in seeking light when you're going through pain is to I mean, look on Jesus. Jesus himself was a man he gets who, who really experienced these things. In fact, it was at a particular... I was reading... Um, what's the word? I was reading the account of Jesus again, talking to his disciples, and he was like, who, whoever I give this thing, this bread, I soak it and give it to, is the person who will betray me. You get and I'd never seen it before, but I just knew that this guy was really pained. You know how you know that somebody's going to do something to you and you're not expressly saying it, but you're just throwing some kind of tantrums to like just like guy, yeah, if you want to do this thing, you understand, just do them. You understand? So it just felt like I knew that this thing would happen, but somehow, so this emotion that Jesus was 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 which really proved that he was man. Like, he was really throwing this thing, like, he really felt it. The betrayal, everything, and oh, do you understand? So I was like, man, this is, there's no reason for us to, we have, like, a, a worthy, God in himself is not a, is not a man. He gets his, <laughs> we were male and female were made in his image and likeness. So whatever God is, we can see it in man and woman. And so I don't think, um, vulnerability is something that is void of um how do i say it is is to a particular sex 
uh, yeah, it's both for male and female. And then in finding light is to go back to the creator and see how he do- does things. A particular scripture says we should look on Jesus the way he was able to go through these things and then find strength, look on him. I think it was Hebrews 3. You know, take a hard look at uh, Jesus, how he did this thing. So Jesus is a perfect example for any sex to say, okay, this is the difficulty. And then to the man, now if we would look at it categorically, like, okay, Jesus was a man-man, not like a, you know, in flesh, he was a man. So I mean the male figure now, like, so we're able to see that this guy experienced, the, there was no fabuji, the society, there was no, he didn't hide anything from anybody. He wept. At his, we could really see Jesus' life as plain as the day. The day times he was hungry, I mean, like you said, we have a, I know, we are experienced to see, get, have an eye into these interactions as a third party. And also we get to see how Jesus, you know, play. I, I really think this is a African thing. You know? I mean, there's something I'm really researching now. You know, I, I believe the actual message, the way the message came down to Africa was, was, you be as you get, she get because like you said you brought the example of job and oh job these guys we had people in scripture david you find tears you find renting of so men really really let out emotions and all but i think first thing is seeking the light in the time of pain is really looking on jesus for help he fixed the actual man problem which going through problems in this life that we can't smile yeah and you know like I, I i was when you're talking about jesus christ being the perfect example for us i was i was i was casting my mind back to at the point where they killed this cousin john the baptist and uh. and when he was told that his cousin had been beheaded uh, he secluded himself and left city. Yeah, and and he, and he, and he cried. And um, and for me, like if you read if you read the account of that story, and you have like a very pictorial mind, you would see the emotions Jesus was feeling. Yeah. He could have he could have gone into a fit, and yeah. I mean it's Jesus. I'm pretty sure if you have said, my God and Father, strike these people with thunder. But he knew that he needed to go away from them in order to be able to do the work of his father and be able to grieve properly. And and for me, it's it's, it's that example. It's And I know that, like, sometimes it's hard, but it's that example of you always just wanting to be like Jesus. And, oh. and, and that's, that's how I say it nowadays is is in the fact that pain is like and i think like when when i think of christianity sometimes people maybe i might be wrong people just kind of assume that once you give your life to christ your life is is flourishing and yes it is flourishing like that there's no more pain in your life there's no more loss and we pray against all of these things but and i love the i love the story of of joe because and which is one thing I always encourage you to do. Like when you begin to study the Bible yourself, you begin to get inspirations of how these things work. Because in the story of Job, you would see that the devil is subjected to Jesus Christ, to God. It's completely subjected to God. It doesn't, it's not on the same level. It's like yeah. when you are praying against the devil, it's the most ridiculous thing. It's like and when I think about it, like because they said in that part at the beginning of the passage of job different angels came uh-huh. to jesus to report <laughs> and i'm like and god singled out the devil and said what have you been up to <laughs> like if you if you get it that means god is aware like apart when they were when he fell down from heaven like god asked him what have you been up to? and he said well i've been here or i've been there and I was like, oh, have you seen my son, Job? And it means that, like, God is not unaware of, yeah. of the pain we go through. God is not, is not significantly just blind to the point of just ignoring you of the pain we go through. He is, he is aware completely of all the pain we feel and how we feel. But 
one thing I've learned in my period of embracing pain is I don't, I don't mince my word. I don't, and I like the way, I think it's Levelus code that says it this way. It's like, God wants you in the good and in the bad. I don't, if I'm not feeling this way, like if I have this body in my heart, I'm like, see, I can't really pray too much because this thing is bothering me. So let's talk about this thing instead. I, I don't I don't try to appear because I realize how powerless I am. I realize it's like even the salvation I had, the Bible says that we neither do the saving nor the making because if we do it, we will go out bracket. So even the salvation that I, I possess, it's not it's not on me. So why should I try to now come and form like as if I have the strength in me at the time when I when I know I hundred percent don't. Yeah. And and in my experience, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to go into like a personal story. In my experience, I've I've seen that the moment you just let it go, and you hand it over, you just like I hand over this pain to you, I hand over this problem to you. It might not necessarily get an instant solution, but what what you get is the peace to weather the storm. And I remember two years ago. Um, I was going through one of the worst period of my life. It was it was it was pretty one of the worst period of my life. I I just had it so bad. Like there was suicide thoughts, suicide trials. Uh, a lot was just happening. And at the point that I wasn't I wasn't going to I wasn't going to church. I wasn't telling anybody any of these things as well. It was just me. And there was there was a lot of bad things happening in my life. Like. I I knew God, like I knew the essence of God, but I just felt like at this point, like there's nothing, let's just sort of vibe and move on. But like there was this evening, I was about to crash, I was about to sleep. And at this point, I felt the worst pain I could have. I had struggled. I had I had used all of my Nifemi strength. I have fought all of the power I can fight. And I was about to sleep. And I didn't. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't do it so much. I didn't even pray. I just said, honestly, I'm, and with a, a broken, I just said, God, I'm tired. Because that was the only thing I said, and I just slept off. And that night, like instantly, I had an experience of God, like literally like giving me a vision of what my life would look like, like literally of how he has come to take away all of the pain. And I'm not like, this is literally, it's not even like, I like literally he showed me that I have come to take away. And since then, like I, my life has been great, but like I'm able to just embrace the light because huh. in that point, that point was like the weakest moment of my life. Like I had no strength left. I had, I had nothing. I had nothing left to give, and those God, I, God, I am tired. Forwards was the only thing I had left to say. Uh. And the moment I was able to just agree that almost there's nothing left in me, uh-huh. then God took over uh. immediately because you realize that. Okay, yes, this is it. There's nothing left again. He has fought his fight, he can think, he thinks he can fight. Now let's take over. And how how I experience life going on now is even in in bad days, like I see God's hand in everything. And I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that some of these days my heart is not broken or I don't feel bad. I don't want to when I lose opportunity, I don't hope I got it like no but I have seen I have seen an experience I have experienced something that has shown me how much I don't have control of any of these things and when I experience pain it 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 pains a lot it hurts but I know that like I just need to embrace the life I just it might be the toughest thing I need to do but I just need to find a way and I try different ways through worship, through prayer, through the world, through conversation. But I know that I just need to embrace the life. So I sent the story. I wanted to ask you, like, do you think that having 
a unique experience with God will make it easier for people to be able to embrace the light when they are going through pain? Uh, yeah, I think that um, like everybody has a peculiar experience that only like, this is why we have different billions of people in the world that no one person, no two persons are the same, yeah. And so God is being omnipresent, is going to is able to be God to you in your situation as peculiar to you as he would be. And you will know that, yes, yeah, this is what it is. But then when we all bring up our like we'll feel like we'll go if you find LCM get for everything and know that yes, this is God working. And scriptures, scripture is able to let us in on the tone and the manner at which God speaks. Take for instance, uh, as you were saying this now, I've had similar experience too. You get, and I remember the scripture that says, message translation puts it very, very beautifully. I think it was a someone on the mount. He said, blessed are you when you've come to the end of your rope. You get, there is when you now know that, or that is when God steps in or stuff. And it's a, it's really a beautiful place to be, I won't even lie. You get, which also points us directly to the gospel. I think that's what the gospel is on, adulterated, like, no, none of man's imputes just God alone coming. Like, once we understand the gospel as something not, 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 like, we're not making a request. It's something that God did, like, he fixed his problem. He just gave it to us as a gift. Fixed the entire man problem once and for all. Yeah. Then we see that whatever thing we go to, it's like, um, Romans was able to say, what else can't be done through him? Like, what else can't he do if he was able to take care of this major, you understand? So, every other thing. So, I think, you know, we can find God as God. God can be God generally, and he can also be felt personally. You get to have a personal savior for. So indeed, experiences are worth it. You get to, that God really comes to you. And so that you know that indeed, you know, if it doesn't happen that way, everything will be fabu. And which, which is what makes Christianity, you know, not a religion and very peculiar is that in your closet, in your deepest place, like you've not seen anybody, the gospel can come to you there and you meet somebody else and you confirm things with each other and you see there is this same God, you know, where it says one spirit, one father of all, one hope, you know, and goes on and on and on and on. So, yeah, I believe that experiences can indeed, you know, help out. Yeah. In- yeah, and, and, and I believe so as well. So I'm going to go... I'm gonna go a bit, a bit personal, if that's okay, um, by by you. So, I, I've I've known you for like a very long time. I think since like 2015, 2016, um, yeah. from, from when you were still delivering shirts to me from Ayobo. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've always I've always been in in awe of how at the time when you were doing when um, I think you started your shirt stuff. I don't maybe I just started when like, when I just found out. Um, I was like, oh my God, like this is, man, this guy is, I, at the beginning, I saved your name as Jesus Apparel guy because it was like, man, this guy is doing stuff for Christ. But then you started sharing your story about how you you had failed a particular course in school for, I don't know, the number of years, but for like a period of time and <laughs> how you had to come back to do them. And also in, in the, in the local, local song, as well, you 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 shared your. I, I think no, maybe that's not. But like you you explained that at the point, whether you you said to God that, I think it was you're trying to deal with masturbation, and you said to God that, yeah. um, I need I need something for me to confirm that you are not angry yeah. with me. And you 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 know like, and I'm going to touch on a bit of masturbation for like a bit because when we talk about pain, sometimes it's not. We, we always think of pain as the external influences we get from people, the external pain that has been inflicted or all. But sometimes we ignore the internal pain we give ourselves, like the things that we don't want to do, but we crave and we do them regardless. And yeah. and that's what it was for me when when masturbation was a thing for me as well. Because I, I, would, I would finish masturbating and I would say, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, forgive me. I will not do this again. 
And yeah. in the next moment, because I, I know my heart didn't want to do it, but my body, my body fully craved it. It wanted, it wanted the full satisfaction, and I just kept struggling. Uh-huh. I kept struggling continuously. I, I would pray. I would do it. I would do it again. I would say, God, this is last time. This is the last time. And uh-huh. you know, you know, like how I stopped, I have no clue. And I think like I stopped the moment I got the experience with God, and which is, which is. Which is why, at this point, like my whole life, like everything you see about Nifemi now, I, I'm, I'm consciously and prayerfully telling myself that I want it to be built on God, because, because like I've seen me struggle with masturbation for like the longest period, and in one night, I'm not even kidding. I don't even. I, I think it's like maybe two years now, maybe less. Yeah, it doesn't even feel like a thing anymore. You just like, did you understand? Like, yeah, I get it. Just off. I didn't have any effort into stopping. I did. You know when people want to stop smoking and they say you have to yeah. use nicotine patch so that you ease yourself off. You have to do this. I didn't like just where it just went. Yeah, literally. And and the moment I saw that light, I never wanted to. I never. So I wanted to ask like from the story of you filling a course in school, I don't know if it's a course, but having to come to redo a course in school over and over again, and the story of you having, and that's an external pain being inflicted, and the story of you having to do, go through an internal pain of, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to offend, like, for me, I don't want to offend God anymore. Mm. You know, that, that's how it was, my, I, God, I don't, I don't want to offend you. I know you're angry. But I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this to you. I'm, I'm, and I'm sad about it. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself about it. I'm heartbroken about it. And that's the internal pain we go through. So, but my question was, how navigating these things? Like, what was it like for you? What was it like for you that? How were you able to just see the light, embrace the light, and walk in the light? And I, I think that that's the question I wanted to ask. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> listening to you talk now it's really bringing the reality of who god is to me because i mean you have really followed me for you to, for, for you to remember that i ever did a post about failing a cause you've actually been there for long like yes and so looking at all this i'm only able to say that god is a place god is omnipresent like here in the entire spectrum you can see this guy so if you've seen this guy come through from the past, definitely he will come through in the future. And he's been there in the darkest of places. He's been there in the happiest of places. It's just who he is. God is everything. He can't be pursued out of our lives. He can't be chased out. You get. So I think that is what it is. The ability to be to recognize that this guy is not going anywhere you know he's here and then understanding that you can talk and he loves you i think the, everything that what what fosters communication is when you know that somebody loves you you're able to talk you get so it's more easier now for me to know that this god love yeah i mean throughout the entire it has been I could remember then I would go to Lagoon Front and that was my sharing spot. Um yeah, around and I would just during the night. There was <laughs> you see this thing we are talking about, like when you when you've come to the end of your rope. Uh, the first one for me was even masturbation too was that that was the first day I realized that God actually listens to Pigeon English because <laughs> he wear a tire that day. I never it never really dawned on me that way. <laughs> you could actually pray in pigeon. I don't know. See, I know I don't I could remember it literally. I just yeah. and I felt that peace. The next time was <laughs> so <laughs> as in you reminding me of this thing of don't worry because the emotions are coming back. Like I could remember running up to is it three story buildings to go check that result. Only to see F. That F that assures you that you're you're doing an extra year. 
for the second time. And I just go I just go the lagoon front. I just say, God, me, I'm not going to ask you anything. I just no, just the look at herself. <laughs> ah! Oh my I'm God. remembering it. I'm remembering. <laughs> ah! It was really, it was really, we know when it does, because, you know, hmm, and we as human beings, we can, we can gimmick shots and realize a word like that. This is three courses I wrote in paper that I feel that I just wanted a miraculous change. How it was going to happen, I didn't know. By the time I didn't get there, I just said, oh, yeah, now more the Lucas. I just came that day, I was like, okay, they look me more, they look is that I didn't come to ask you for anything. I just want to be here. And I think that's what worship is. Enjoying God in the good and the bad. Yeah. That's 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 acknowledging who he is, that he has the ability to even dwell in the secret place, to dwell in the dark. That is God's personality. He would be worshipped through the spectrum of life. David said, even in hell. You are there. I mean, such words, uh, those are David's words, but I I have my own personal share and I understand what David was talking about. You get that in fire, you are there. In hell, you are there. Because that's what it was for me, man. So, my brother, throughout the years, God has proved himself strong to be God. No other person has that attribute to be able to dwell both in the light and in the dark, man. It's God himself. He can permeate and he's lighting, so he can permeate anything. He permeates mm. anything. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. He's he's light himself. It's, it's like and and I think like the the moment you, you begin to realize that he's light himself, I, I think and it's such a it's such a beautiful thing to be able to see that you know I've one of the things I crave and I and I do so much is having a a worship spirit and a personal relationship with God every day. You know, like I, I was listening, I think it was two weeks ago. I was listening to a was it two weeks ago on the Instagram live between Nathan Abasi and um and Dusi. And at the end of it, they they said something about prayers and God laid in my spirit that I need you to. I want you to go every morning or most mornings and just go and speak in tongues. And I, I started the next day, just walk around my, my, my street and just, just speak in tongues. And some days I'm, I'm sleepy. I'm not even going to lie. I sleep there my completely. And so like to even do any Shambhala, I know they work. I just play music in my head and I just keep worshiping them in the music. And I felt bad one day. I'm going like, that's enough. That's like, that's fine. I, I, I hear your heart. Yeah. I, I see, I see, I see your heart. That's, that's enough. Don't like, just do it. And like, for example, this morning I, I went at, at the, I think I slept late and yeah, I did sleep late. And for the first period of it, I was, I was legit sleepy. So I was just worshiping. But at the point I got to a place and I'm going to say, okay, just pray for healing in this area. And, and I got the energy, literally. <laughs> like me, that before I got to that place, I just did say, it's a miracle walking God. But immediately I got to that point and I said, Oh, yeah, pray for healing. I didn't even know where the energy came from. I literally started just praying for healing. I started releasing healing. I didn't know why, but I started releasing healing in, in that particular area. Mm-hmm. And after I was done, I went home and I continued my sleep. And but and it was because you mentioned this thing that you said God is light himself. Mm-hmm. And it permits, and you know the thing about light is, which is why internal pain is so much very important than external pain because external pain, God features instantly. Like you don't have a say in that. You are not resistant yeah. to that. You are not resistant to that pain. Yeah. Like God can wipe out your debts immediately. God can provide you with money instantly. But internal pain is the one where we say God would point his light because it is light. Yeah. I know that thing about light is people only categorize light as external so if i turn on the light in this room everything shines mm. but the thing again is like because you've accepted god and god is light itself mm. it shines the light in your heart and those hidden places where you go they say oh i'll be christian but if you do this thing god is telling you bros 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 we cannot be doing this thing again we cannot yeah. be doing this thing again god is saying to you that my G, my G, my G, 
we need to work on this thing. And because you realize that your conscience, your the Holy Spirit in you is pricking you every day, is asking you, there's a time that I wanted to make a decision and I didn't do it. And I asked God that, why, why, why did this thing, why was my heart so heavy? And my spirit said to me, you're no longer the same person you were. You can't be doing this thing. That's why your heart could not accept it. Your heart could not take it because that's not who you are again. You're totally changed and you can't. So the internal pain, I think that's what God is asking us to do to be able to embrace the light that is shines to us. Mm. And we should not see the pain as, as something that is punishment. Because by the time you allow that light to shine through you, see the thing about light, we say, if you if you allow God's light to shine through you internally, the way you'll be able to carry that light and shine it externally will be so magnificent. Mm. Because the light within you is so bright, so pure, and by the time you let it shine, people begin to see God's glory in your hands. People begin to see that this is is God that is speaking in your life. And I I wanted to say something when when you were talking about... um, how you, you need to be able to realize that it is God. Mm. I, I send out weekly newsletters and last week, the thing in my head was just this word that God said to me and he said, Nifemi, mark that area. And I will explain this in a bit about how this is so much important to be able to remember that the God of light has been here. You know, like when you go to university or, or secondary school toilet and you see Nifemi was here. Uh. That's how it is when God tells you to mark it. If you look at the whole of Genesis and every part of the Bible, when these people experience God, they mark the area. When, wow. J- when Abraham experienced God at the time when he was about to sacrifice his son and God provided us a lamb, he called he, that's when he gave Jesus Christ, he gave God the name Jehovah Jireh, the God who provided. When Jacob experienced God at the time where he fought with the God, he named the place Peniel because he said, I fought with God and I did not lose. And I did not, I mean, I saw God first of all and I did not die. The name Bathsheba came from an experience with God. Different, like if you read Genesis, people marked different areas of where they've experienced God. And God was saying to me that, Nifemi, are we doing a good job in marking the areas where people have seen me, where they've experienced my light? I said, because if you don't mark those areas, by the time you are going through that kind of situation again, you would not be able to remember that. Ah, the man that did it before, or more you can do it. And he also explained to me that another reason why you need to mark the area, he said, said, because all these two women and you, they talk, oh, David said this in the Bible, Genesis, Abraham, if they didn't say, if they didn't talk about that, who would say, why would I go and why would I be able to find solace in the Bible if they didn't document their experience of God? He said, So we need to be able to mark our areas. He said, because some people are looking for light and it's in your words they will find light. It's in your mm. experience they will find light. It's in your experience to say, God said, I have comforted you when you were heartbroken so that you can tell your story and comfort others. So when yeah. God, my I think my admonition is as Christians, we should not. We should not fight against the light that burns internally, but and also mm-hmm. we should we should mark our areas. We should tell yeah. people that Omo God was here. Yeah, that's what I'm going to name this episode, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's because and, and and it's key. It's it's really key, which is why I in building the platform for the men stuff. It's 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 for me to be able to for people to, be able to share come and share that God experience, because if person tell me say. Imagine I was failing school, um, a course, and you just came to meet me. That I'm on this guy. These are these things happened to me. I would get the I would get the confirmation I need from God just from you saying this thing that God had done it for you. And so, you know, to just bring this to an end. I just kind of wrap it. I wanted to ask just one last question, and it's almost like, as people like it's a new year, we all have so many aspirations. We all have. So many things do I look into God for? But like uh-huh. in your in your own, when it comes to embracing the light and when it comes to pain and light, what's the one thing you encourage people to be able to do to do and begin to practice as they go into the year? Okay, um, I would tell I would encourage people to um, read their Bibles 
Yeah. Um, so I've never really been a an apostle of the read your Bible thing. I just know you should read your Bible. And all, but up until this period, here's what I'm able to see. Um, just like you said, the document, the, 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 the voice of what the Holy Spirit comes to do is to remind you of the words that were said, yeah? By, you know, Jesus himself said, I think it was around John 15 or 16 or so, talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. He would come to remind you of the things when I'm gone. You get so somebody who is reminding you stuff to understand, you have to be conversant of the things and not forget the things. Like, how do I explain this? A reminder is is something if you write drop a to-do list, a reminder comes to remind you of what you already know. So the knowledge of God is what you should find. And so what's but the Bible is is basically it keeps you in tone of you go to the Bible and because God, I mean, God, Jesus exists in real time. He's resurrected now. So he's able to speak to you now. You get in situations where you have the scripture, the Bible is, by the time you go there, you go and say, oh, the guy will do this thing then and I ain't doing now. So, so it is, it is a proof that this guy is not a scam because so the way we refer people in business do you understand? Oh, this is this. I bought my phone from so-so place. You bought from it. Okay, that means these guys are what they are. And the Bible says he's a, he looked for any other thing to prove himself to, you know, and he proved himself by his word, you know, to make that. So in studying your scripture and in prayer, today I, I shared something on WhatsApp. It was a clip I saw from, I think it was Ravi, um, Ravi Zakaz of Blessed Memory talking about... Um, that all happens like prayer here, prayer there, prayer. Why is it that prayer most of the times are unanswered and all? So it was like prayer is basically not a grocery list that you bring before God for Him to do stuff for you. But that prayer is you submitting to God as He walks upon your heart for you to be able to accept the things He wants to do for you. So um, prayer and Bible study are as simple as what it is. I mean, looking at the church, the early churches after Jesus left, the fellowship together, breaking the word, like that was the apostles' doctrines. And what would the apostles' doctrines be? These were guys who had accounts of the life of Jesus Christ and they prayed together. The Holy Spirit was there to fuel them. And yeah, so basically, man, I would encourage people to be more conversant with scripture. Like read the scripture now as a chore. Honestly, I wish like everybody hear my heart on what I'm saying now. Like right now, I have hunger for scripture because I really, like even as we were talking now, I was going to go back to read some things because I just want to be assured that I know for sure that this is true. You know, this is not a lie. That what we've come to believe is actually of essence. You get, you know. And then the gospel is such a beautiful story you should remind yourself of every day. Because what scripture says is if he was able to give his son to die for us, like if God was able to do the utmost, is it the least that he wouldn't do? So yeah, I think that's my advice for everyone. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, man. And I agree. Scripture, uh, it's like when I read my Bible before, it was just based on, oh yeah, we have to devotion. Oh yeah, I read this one. Sword drill. But I I crave the moment when I want to read my Bible. I I I I have that one hour period in the mornings whereby I just study the word of God. Mm. And that moment is just like I'm just in I'm just in shock mm. when I when I see things like when I and it's a beautiful story. It's it's something that you can relate to. It's a and I'm just in, I'm just in shock, like, okay, wow. So this thing was like this. And I'm looking forward to being able to do this again the next day already. Or I'm looking forward to be able to, I'm just reading this. Also, listening to the word, like, when people, I God is using so much, so many people to be able to pass on his message to us. So many great people he, he, is, is, is sending his message through them for us to be able to understand. And honestly, you will just find peace when you do all of these things. And there's something that I wanted to say. But for me, if you ask me what, what I think people should do, and it's this Bible verse that when Jesus Christ was about to leave, 
the earth and he said when i was on this earth you gave me complete obedience now i'm about to leave and this is me just paraphrasing now i'm about to leave double the effort and and that's 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 all god is asking us because when i was praying about something one day god said to me god said to me that you don't pray for something to happen you pray that you walk into it see because it has already happened and in my head, it was like a mind shift for me. Like, God was like, you don't pray. You don't, like, my prayer does not mean God is just going to act on it now. Like, exactly. It, it's like, it was a mind, it was like, wow, for me, like, what? God was like, my, because you are saying, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, send me money. God is now like, okay. Um, but they send me money. <laughs> no, God is not working on it now. No, he has conquered it. He has conquered, like, he has conquered everything. So the only thing is asking you that you walk into it. Like the prayer, like prayer is not, oh my God, like, I want to talk about, like, I, I'm learning to pray. When I want to talk about prayer, my, I get very excited because prayer is the one thing that we think we are doing it for God. But rather, we are doing it for ourselves. Exactly. Like we're not doing it because God wants us to pray about it. No, rather yeah. we're doing it for ourselves. Where like prayer is the one thing that it's like when you ask, like it's the one thing that when God asks you something, it's because He wants to teach you something. He wants to show you something that He has already done. So God is saying to me, "If me pray about this podcast. If me, what are you doing about this? Why are you not praying about this podcast?" And I said, "Okay, let me go and pray." It's not because God needs it for me to for it to blow because god wants to show me something that i've not seen so it's not for him it's for mm-hmm. me and so when when i got that understanding that my prayer does not mean that god is not getting up and saying okay okay any angels yeah it's time it's time mm-hmm. yeah i spread about it let's get into action no 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 my prayer is for me to say god if this is you let me move into this thing that you have done if this is your plan, if this is what you have done, let me move into it. Let me be able to walk into it. And by the time, see, I'm not going to lie to you. The moment I got that mind shift of prayer in my head, my entire life changed. I no longer see God as the God of vending machine. I, I no longer see God as the God of my prayer is that I'm praising five, two, four, so that I can get chips out of it. No. Yeah. I see it as me asking God, please show me what I need to do to walk into the thing that you have done. And it's for me like this experience is so beautiful. It's not, it's, I, I say to you, I say to you that I don't know in the way I've experienced God in my life at this point, I don't think anyone could have preached it to me. I don't think. Mm. I don't think any pastor could have could have been able to figure it out and pitch it to me. I, and I'm saying I don't think because it's possible, but I, I don't I don't think so because it's so. You know, Mike Todd said something. I'm going to try to wrap up now because I can just go on and on about prayer. Mike Todd said something. He said, and he was going to say something about you prayed in pigeon. Oh. That that he just made me laugh because Mike Todd said. We are taught to pray in a way that is not who we are. But you're supposed to pray your personality. And my mind blew because, like, prayer is communication. Yeah. Prayer is saying, God, though, I want this. And God is saying to you, Nifemio, it's not time. God is saying, and I'll give you an example. I was praying, see, when, when things come to us late, it's not because God is late, it's because we are late. And I'll give you an example. Huh. I was praying about this episode because I had not had anybody to come on the postcard. And the moment I said the prayer to God, God immediately brought to my spirit and said, invite Body Brown. Well, I'm like, oh, my body may be busy now. Body might not be available. So I kept on continuing the prayer. And God is like, I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and, God is, and the moment I said that, you said you are down. God is like, you see, if you are sending this message, you will not be rushing to be editing this thing some days before. And so when we have late answered prayer, it's not because God was just speaking. No. We just started listening. Yeah. God doesn't live in time. No. 
God, like, I like message a lot because it says, there's a part that says, God never, I don't think, I can't remember exactly, God doesn't pause, he doesn't say, oops, I, I didn't figure this out. <laughs> and for me, like, when I experienced God in this, I just laugh because, and for example, I've been praying to God for a confirmation of something in this week. <laughs> and everywhere I go, you know, like, I'm using, you know, like, when, when you, and I love God so much because both God and I, we have a great sense of humor. God has confirmed something <laughs> in my head plenty of times with people with, but I'm saying, God, I want physical, I want to see something that will physically confirm this thing. I'm not saying it's not going to answer me, but like in my head, I already knew the answer already. But I'm like, nope, you know, like the way Gideon was like, let the something be dry and the floor be wet. Then let you follow. I said, that's what I want. Man. I want physical confirmation of this thing, this particular thing. But to be very honest, guys, like, and this is I'm going to hear now. As Bodia said, pray and study the word of God. Like when when you when you approach God, we don't do anything for God though. Like when when I begin to understand this thing that I don't do anything for God, I just like okay, makes sense. Like we don't do anything for God, though. we do it for ourselves. So when I approach God, I'm doing it for myself and the thing you will learn in this thing is that by the time you do that, you find peace. And God never leaves you stranded. And I'm about yeah. to run this. Every time God shows up for you in your life, please, everybody, always come back to tell everybody that God was here. Thank you so much. Thank you thank very you much. So, thank you so much, man, for coming. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, bro. God bless you, man. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the Glory Lines Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast episode. We hope this has blessed you. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast players and share with as many people as possible. Thank you. God bless.